how's about this guys does this work can you hear us is everything happening can i unplug this soundboard <laughs> mike <coughs> run to your headphones yeah. <laughs> so now that that's been disabled did you just take something out yeah the uh, soundboard oh, okay. thing yeah Right, so this now should be. I mean, you might be able to get rid of that whole mic stand and get it out yeah, of your face. Yeah, until we're till we know what's You're happening. Obviously, getting a lot of. Yeah, it's clipping a bit, I think, but I can turn it. I can turn it down if I need to. Uh, if Mike lets us know how the sound is. You can hear us. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Right, so I'm going to shut down Skype just because it hasn't been shut down since we uh. Yeah. Why didn't that quit? Quit it. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to reopen it and hope that everything works. Because I'm an optimistic kind of a gal. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want me to get this microphone out of your face? Or? No, it's fine. I'll wait to see if this works first. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good call. Myself. Probably a good call. Right, let's give Peter a ring. And see if it works. It's not answering us. <laughs> good morning. Hello, my good man. How are you doing? I'm, you know, I'm not as good as when I'm in London seeing you, but I'm pretty terrific. Holy snap! There is no delay. I know. <laughs> but you've you've Yay. done you've done a video call though. I haven't. That's that's Pete. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I am just a recipient of love here. That's all I am. <laughs> now, there's no Sambuca this morning. Remember this, okay? Okay, yeah. Well, it's a bit early in the day for Sambuca, isn't it? What, for me, it is. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course it is. I don't think it's ever too early for Sambuca, yeah. to be fair. I'm, I'm just going to check the, to get a nod from our technical guy, who's now the technical guy and social media guy. How are we sounding? We're sounding great, Barry. Sounds terrific. Okay. How are you? Okay. Do I need to turn us up a tiny bit? Yeah. Right. Okay. How's that for some noises? Well, <laughs> my... There's always going to be a delay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> the important thing is the delay seems to be gone. The Skype yeah. delay is gone. That's Definitely. good. I don't hear any delay. That's excellent. Oh. We had a bit of a problem with the last couple of guests, whereby we had to start saying over at the end of all of our sentences so that other people knew when to talk. <laughs> oh, and wow, it's almost like a 1940s World War, you know, two picture. It, it, no, no, exactly like a 1940s World War II. Just a lot less classy. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah, you've got booze. I have got booze. I feel like I needed drinks. You know, and I, <laughs> I, I, I would have worn my RAF skirt if you asked, you know, it's, you know in the closet. <laughs> Sorry, 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 Pete. If I'd known, if I'd known that's where we were gonna go, I would have sent you a message before we started. Well, come on now. I, I, you know, I'm the one with the camera on, and you are not. So there you go. The thing is, we can't see your bottom half. So for all we know, you know, we don't know what's going on down there. That's true. <laughs> what she if said. you would have asked my ex-wife, that would have been my worst part down there. So you know. <laughs> wow. Wow. She but, got you know, sexy. No, we'll never find where that body's buried anyway. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, Pete, would you like to tell the listeners uh, who you are? (laughs) Hi, I'm in big trouble. No, I'm Peter Spellers. I am an actor and a comedian and an acting coach and a 
Pisces. I love long walks on the beach and the lots of scotch. And, and uh, one of the voices <laughs> of the Transformers, I played Skybite. Yeah. Uh, some of you might know me in other animes, things like Outlaw Star. I was Gilliam, the voice of the ship, and three different Digimon, and, and my mother's firstborn. And the list goes on. A lot of TV and film. Three years on a show called American Dreams on NBC, which was just fantastic. And Men in Black 2, Sorority House Massacre, go ahead, Google me. It's a long day and it's a frightening day. <laughs> I have every intention of watching Sorority House Massacre 2 as soon as humanly possible, because just from well, the title, it sounds terrible brilliant. <laughs> that's a two-bottle-of-Sambuca movie, just, you know, just <laughs> let you two. know now. I, I don't think I've actually ever drunk Sambuca. What? You know, I, I I used to have it like when I was young and go to a fancy Italian restaurant and your dad lets you have a little Sambuca afterward. But this girl over here, she drinks all kinds of fruit juices. It's quite fascinating. <laughs> sambuca and lemonade is my go-to beverage. What, what is Sambuca? It's like an aniseedy liquor. That's not the one you set alight, is it? I mean, you can. Well, it's alcohol. You can set them all afire. Yeah, good point. I really... <laughs> I, I realize my rookie mistake the minute I yeah, open my mouth. You know, I'm, you know, you're talking to you know grandpa here, you know, <laughs> or Santa. Um, I've got to say, I am still appreciating the epic white beard. That is a Santa beard you've got going on there. It is, as you folks say, a proper beard. Yes, you know, it, 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 either people now, either people love it or it annoys the hell out of them, which just makes me just as happy as the people who love it. <laughs> it's Santa length and and. My last trip to London last week, which I can't believe was only a week ago, um, they keep referring to me as Uncle Albert from a show called... Yes. <laughs> Money, Fools and Horses. Yeah, that's it. And they make me keep saying, before the war! And, 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 <laughs> and they actually put up a picture of me and Uncle... You know, I've had many nicknames in my life, um, some of which I can't repeat to your listeners, but uh, I, I am more than happy to be Uncle Albert Santa Peter... The Mad Yank, whatever they want to call me, as, as long as you folks keep letting me come back to England and play with you guys. I, I have to say, I'm a, I was a massive, I still am a massive fan of Only Fools and Horses. I actually went to an Only Fools and Horses dining experience at oh, wow. Christmas, um, and Uncle Albert came out and he led us in a sing song. And I've got, to, I've got to say, looking at the beard, you could yeah. make serious money over here <laughs> as an Uncle Albert impersonator. I'm telling you. It, don't, don't answer it now. Just you know, think no, no, about no, no. it. It's, it's 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 in the hopper, as we say here. But it's it's something I have to watch. So when I come back in end of September, I at least have a really good impression down for everybody. You know, <laughs> and this beard is not going anywhere right now. It's you know, it's its own postal code at this point. So I just want to see <laughs> where it goes from here. I have a feeling you're going to love Only Fools and Horses. You will. Well, they showed me a clip from it, and it's slapstick. You know. I was brought up in, in doing that low comedy, you know, very influenced by uh, Laurel and Hardy and Charlie Chaplin and the Marx Brothers. So that's so important to me. And uh, the clip they showed me it was just so funny because it was just physical. A guy did a, a fall, but not a straight fall, a, a fall to the left. It was, it was fantastic. Oh, this this is the one where he goes. He's at the bar. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, he's at the bar, and they've lifted the they've lifted the sort of table up a the bit, hatch. and he kind of leans. Yeah, it's it's, it's a classic. Now, I used to do a lot of falls, hence why I walk with a cane at this point. You know, from I, I, I blame that on pratfalls and pop tarts in my life more than anything else. <laughs> but 
he was rigid. He did a straight yeah. fall to the right. And it was just, I swear to God, if the scotch wasn't so good, I would have spit it out. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, I feel uh, like um, one day you and Barry need to get together because you guys are both whiskey fiends. Yo, I am in London twice a year. Hello. You know, to, to be fair. To be fair, you're in London more more times than I'm actually in London. Well, I, I grew up in true. London. And I'm at the same damn pub for three nights each time. <laughs> and I'm 300 pounds. I'm an easy target. You know what I mean? <laughs> slow moving. You really can't miss me. So, so please well, come on down. If you get if you get down Calabas stuff off the ground, mate, I'm, I'm, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. You know, I just want to tie the low comedy stuff into... I got to go to the theater when I was in London this time. Now, you know, for some people, it's church. For me, it's the theater, you know. And I went with my dear friends, David Paul Wallace and Grace Wallace. And uh, we saw a, a comedy about a bank robbery by Mischief Theater. It was pure dead brilliant, as my Scott <laughs> friends say. It was just low comedy, far slapstick, slamming doors, physical music. Uh, I don't make a dime from this, but... But spend money and donate to the British Heart Foundation and then take another 30 quid and go see this play. All right? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm shilling everybody today. <laughs> so that was my, my adventure in comedy with Uncle Albert. And I'm, and I'm happy to be Uncle Albert. You know what, Barry? When they call you names, they love you. Whether, they, whether it's direct or indirect. Yeah, I'll have to remember that next time I get called a bastard then. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a whole thing with um, the group of people that we were with last weekend when we went to see Peter, uh, where apparently you are more truthful. If you wear glasses and your glasses are off, you're probably lying. So, That's right. Every so all three of us wear glasses. When you say something serious and you take your glasses off to say it, you're full of shit, you know. <laughs> so it, it was just funny because they did that gag twice and you forgot about it. And at the very end, at the most sincere moment of the play, and I'm not giving anything away, he takes his glasses off. And the audience <laughs> just explodes. It just, we call that framing the joke. And they come all the way back to do it the third time. So it, it was fun. And, and Stace, i got to tell you how wonderful it is to uh, to see you and to be a part of uh, this for my third year that you like, just keep bringing my ass back on to chat about nonsense for an hour and you know i got a cup of yorkshire tea here you know life is is beautifully english and, and where i live is in westchester so it kind of looks like um uh xavier school for the gifted you know up, up, up around <laughs> so uh it's it's a beautiful spring day and I'm, I'm i'm happy to be with you guys this morning and whoever's listening get off your arse and send money to the british heart foundation i did and I'm from America, and we're idiots. So I, I, can, I can do this. You guys can do it. And please, because Stacy does a lot of great work for charity and bearing it. Just what you guys are doing. I'll be on here every year until Uncle Albert can't speak anymore. Okay? <laughs> That's the deal. Oh, you're such a star. You're making uh, my head feel so big. I needed you know that what? after the absolute travesty that was the last. <laughs> you know what? Oh, dear. And you got my buddy Townsend Coleman on later, and please send him my love. And, and he's just, you know, if there's just a picture in the dictionary about what one of the good guys looks like, it's Townsend. So, uh, um, as you know, you love him too. You, you'll have a great time with Townsend. 
Yeah, fingers crossed. And speaking that as a good guy, it's also a picture of me with my arm around him because I'm a good guy. Do you see what I did there? See, you're a good guy. Absolutely. <laughs> I am. I am a good guy. You, you know Stacy, so it's guilty by association, as we say. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Um, I'm a picture of loveliness. So, Pete, so, the last time... You are a picture of loveliness. Um, but, Pete, wait, the, la- wait, wait, the last... Wait, wait, which, so am I. Yes, of course of you course. are. I was going to say, of course like, you are. Like, this picture as a whole is what I meant. Yeah. I was going to say, of course you are, Uncle Albert. That, you can call him Uncle Albert. Of course. Before we go any further, I just want to address the elephant in the room here. Okay. Avengers was fantastic, and that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Go see it. I, I can't wait to see it a second time. Thank you. Same. Thank you. And the one thing I will say about Avengers... Everybody's mother is named Martha. It was the strangest thing. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Anyway, that's, that's the thing I realised is I, I said the way I said thank you was like I had anything to do with Avengers: Infinity War. It was, I was like thank you, thank you, as if I directed it. Or I something. would love to be. You know, if anybody's listening, I would absolutely love to be in an in an Infinity War of some sort. I was yeah yeah yeah. Of in in many cool. ways, the few guests before me were your Infinity War, huh? And you know, with the technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. true. That, they were troopers, though. I've got to say, they well, really were. They were. So Barry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. So go ahead. You were going to ask me something. Yes, about I was going to say the the last time that um we spoke, it's memory serves, you're quite the Superman fan. Am I right? Absolutely. I just yes. I just got episode episode. Um, and what do they call it? The comic book. There's a, there's, you know, issue. Wow. See, <laughs> this is what 64 sounds like, okay? <laughs> every eighth word just kind of disappears every now and then. Um, yeah, I read issue 1000. It was terrific. It was different variant artists. And, yes, yeah, big Superman fan. I wore my George Reeves version of the Superman shirt when I'm, when I'm in England, you know, just to let people know I'm incognito now. And some now, I'm in the bar, and again, I have, you'll have to shut me up at some point. I'm doing the pub quiz Sunday night, and this um, beautiful African woman is, is sitting across with friends, and she keeps looking at me and going, hello, Superman, how are you? And, I, and I'm like, I'm fine, but don't tell anybody I'm here at the bar. And so she flirts during the evening, and th- 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 that wasn't strange. The strangest part is she had cat ears on. And and I still, it's still sort of, I think about it and go, wow, she was wearing cat ears, okay? So just when I think my life is strange, yeah, yeah. Nah. I meet somebody who, who is very happy in her cat ears. So if you're listening, so my- Catwoman. <laughs> Call him. Um, so my, my question to you is, because I'm trying to remember how long it's been since the last time we saw you, but. So I'll start with the newest. I'll start with the newest one. Um, what do you think of? Uh, what did you think of Justice League, the film? Ah, uh, you bastard! You're gonna, you're gonna bring. Up- <laughs> it's it's like that dinner you really wanted to cook well, and just everything came out a little burnt. It was. <laughs> I have I have a card in my desk that I have had for 35 years that my comedy partner Jim Brownell gave me and it's certainly my life's philosophy and mantra and I think it should be DC's too and it says this are we taking this shit too seriously (laughs) and I don't mind dark 
hell? I'm from New York, you know, with a former prescription painkiller dependency problem. I know what dark is, you know, mm-hmm. but it's sort of I, 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 the story was so unwieldy. All right, I'm going to say one thing about the Avengers. I'm not giving anything away. That story that is so epic did not feel mishmashed at all. Mm-hmm. And for a, a better want of a better Yiddish word at this point, but Justice League felt like shit. We got a lot to do. We got to find a way to make this dinner, and we kind of put it all together. I, you know, I um, uh, the problem I got is Ezra, what's his name, terrific actor, but after three, four seasons of you know Grant Gustin as Barry Allen as the Flash, yeah. The Flash is wrong. It's not the Flash. That's another guy doing the Flash. That's like, mm-hmm. I'm the old guy, so Barry Allen is my Flash. So people go, no, 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 Wally West is the Flash. And it's like, fine, you're young. You know, so <laughs> I, 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 I had a problem with the Flash and his Iron Man looking costume. Okay. Yeah, it didn't look like it could move quickly at all. <laughs> no, no. Mm. If I looked like that, I would look like Robbie the fucking robot in it. You know, in- <laughs> So, so that's one of the problems. I thought you have – I love Jason Momoa, but I, I didn't think they offered him any other emotion but brooding, you know. Mm. Um, Cyborg is a goddamn teen titan. Let's get – Donald Martyr, if you're listening, <laughs> Cyborg is a teen titan. He's not a Justice League man. You know, that, I'm sorry. I, I get I – get That's okay. I understand. When that happens. Um, <laughs> Gal Gadot is terrific. Um, you know, mm. Ben Affleck occasionally should be hitting in the head with a frying pan just to kind of, you know, <laughs> spruce up his work. Henry Cavill is always terrific, you know, CGI, no mustache or not. I just think he's a great actor. And, and by the end of the film, I just, more Superman. See, mm. and being the yeah. Superman guy, Barry, it comes back to not enough Superman. He's the beacon of goddamn hope. Why is he only in the third act? You know what I mean? Hmm. And um, uh, I've seen it twice because I have no life. And it's it's <laughs> really important to see a lot of movies when you have no life. Um, it wasn't as bad as Godfather 3. You know, that was another picture I wanted to like that, you know, went to the toilet really quickly for me. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wish I never answer anything in a straight line, Barry. I think because they screwed up with Green Lantern so much, mm-hmm. um, it was a huge part that was missing from that movie. And yeah, 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 you flash me your tits a little bit with the with the one Green Lantern in the first scene, you know, and. Uh, and tits is one of those words I get from you folks all the time. You folks say it like tits and twat, you know, just <laughs> comes out of my mouth like, you know, brown sauce on a bacon sandwich at this point. <laughs> I wanted to like it more than I did, Barry, even though I saw it twice. And um, yeah. seeing Avengers just keeps me going. You folks just don't get this yet over at DC. And, you know. More Superman, and w- what's going to go? It's, it's there's really not a big chance of being a third. DC does the TV stuff great, and and they got a great Flash 
and they got a great Martian Manhunter, and there's two people you need in the Justice League that they kind of have relegated to, you know, television. You got Green Arrow, which has gotten really a little too CW for me in the last year <laughs> and a half or so. Um, my teen angst days are long, long. You know, <laughs> we're, we're in the Nixon administration, so that's all you have to know about that. Um, but I, I just did. I, I it didn't have any soul. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It felt it felt like a film. It, it felt like a film that had been made by a market committee where they've kind yeah. of they sat these around characters. Everybody loves yeah, these. Yeah, they sat around in the room film? and they've kind of gone right. We need to have this. We need to have that. We need to have X, Y, and Z. Otherwise, mm. this isn't going to work. And I've seen it. Like you, I clearly have no life. I've seen it twice <laughs> now. Um, and That's why we get along, Barry. <laughs> I refuse to watch yeah, it a second time. I don't. I didn't, and Dave and I talked about it, you know. And, and I think Dave, he was a much more. I'm a Marvel fan from back in the day in terms of comics, and Dave was a DC fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dave sort of said that actually, you know, he's seen it a few times. Said he doesn't think it's a. He doesn't find it a bad film. He he just feels disappointed by it, and I think that's kind of, mm. I, I think, quite accurate. I felt it was weirdly boring for an action movie. Like, I got to the end of it and I couldn't really tell you what had happened. Here's why it says you weren't invested in the characters. Um, mm-hmm. With Marvel, they've had 10 years, so when stuff goes down, you're really invested in the characters. Um, the only one with a really interesting character arc, and I'll give Batman an interesting character arc, but it's, it's everything in the past. You know, they're talking about what happened. You know, um, yeah. is Wonder Woman. I thought the best scene in that movie is when Batman challenges her about Trevor and it's a hundred years and where you been, you know, yeah. that's the, now it's like, oh, fuck, writing. Excellent. That's I, I want to know that story. I want to know the story of why she shut down for a hundred years. Really? Can it be just romance? But. There's there's no invest you invested in her, but you're really not invested in the kid in Flash because he's there just for comic relief and he's he executes well. Um, Momoa, you're not invested in yet. Momoa's like, here's Mara, get ready for our movie next. You're right, it's about marketing, yeah. you know, and and mm-hmm. you're certainly not invested in Cyborg because he's just a pill, you know, he's just. <laughs> He is. He is a metal enema. It just it just did not work for me whatsoever. You know, and, and then Henry Cavill comes on to try and save the movie with you know, with the his bad no mustache. And I could even forgive that because he's charming. You know, the scenes with Lois Lane and Mom and it, to me, character development, you're invested in that relationship. So mm-hmm. There's nothing much to be invested in because, you know, Steppenwolf comes out of the blue and it's like, we're going to show you this character, but we're doing that to show you the next character. Well, it doesn't look like there's going to be a next character, you know. The next character is going to be the unemployment line, really. You know, if, <laughs> if you make dessert best, lead with dessert, you know. Do what you're good at and and, and they just don't get... Uh, I just, I just don't think. I think too many people have been in charge over the years that there's no continuity. You know, mm, say what yeah. you want about Marvel and Kevin Feige and all that, and you know, 
there's there's continuity there. It works from the first Iron Man to Infinity War. You go, oh, I get this story arc. Even the two mildly crappy Hulk movies before you know Ruffalo took over, you get that there's there there's a story arc that's happening here, um, and you're invested as he is a, as an actor and an acting coach. You want to be invested in, in in the characters. If it's a shitty movie, you say, oh my god, the acting was terrible. But if it's a great movie, you say, I, I was so mad when he left her. You know, what do you mean the father died? I, and you start talking, it's like it's friends. So yeah. Marvel, had, I, I'm, in, I'm so more deeply invested in, in, in what Marvel's doing on screen than what DC's doing on screen. And it's a damn shame because uh, Superman, you know, Superman, because, Superman. How do you fuck that up? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but I think the thing is, is that what... You, what you know, here's how you fuck it up. You take the red pants off. <laughs> you know what? Even issue 1000, put the fucking red underwear back on him. You know, so... You know, if you go into a restaurant and you want chicken Kiev, you don't, and they bring out pastrami, you look at them, they go, oh, this is our version. No, I, I, you know, I ordered what I ordered. So... You, there you go. There's my long-winded answer to it's so, <laughs> and I'm sad, you know. But I think part of the, I think part of it is the fact that because I think some, what some people say now is because Marvel have done such a cracking job with their films, everyone, the minute anyone else tries to do some sort of superhero film, it doesn't go quite well. They go, oh, well, it's because they didn't do what Marvel did. So the reason mm. Justice League didn't work is because they didn't have. Uh, a Batman film, a Superman, he had a Superman film, but it didn't have all the films leading up to it. And I kind of, I partly disagree with that because I think actually, when you go back to like the first Superman film, or even like the first the, the first Batman film with like um, Michael Keaton and stuff, mm-hmm. they didn't have all these other films to lead up to them. But what but they you were, were great. Invested in those characters because the you you knew it so well. It was giving you something you already were invested in. The, the Batman Joker relationship is, you know. Is, yeah, no, I disagree. Is, I disagree to a certain extent, though, Peter. Because okay. when I when I saw when I saw Superman, Superman the movie, um, I'd never read the Superman comic in my life. I didn't know the character of Superman other than he was a bloke who flied sometimes and did the thing where he'd open his he'd open up his shirt. That that you know was I, my extension. Barry, you know why I love you. Because it was the first time in my entire life I, anybody's ever referred to Superman as a bloke. That's why I'm <laughs> just a bloke who flies around. A bloke who flies. You know? he's, a, so, yeah, he's a bloke who flies around, and you know he lifts, he lifts heavy stuff occasionally. <laughs> but you know, so that was my exposure to it as a kid, seeing Christopher Reeve and being completely blown away by not just the special effects, but his personality and his the, the character that he was in it. And you went on this journey with him. So when you get to that last bit where Lois has been buried um, and he sort of like lifts her body out and then he kind of flies up and does, which when people watch it now, they slate off that bit where he goes around the world. Yeah, I'm turn, not having right? it. Right? And <laughs> everyone, everyone's, Let me stop you. You said the word yeah. invested. So yeah. what, which is to me the important word in that sentence. What made you invested was the the depth of the writing and the relationship. They got yeah. it. They got to the point. There's too much brooding in the DC universe right now, and not enough investment in the relationship. You know, yeah. and that's what I think Marvel carries, and 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 DC needs to carry. You know, you were invested from the get go, and you didn't even know the characters. 
Well, exactly. That says something to the writing and the directing, you know, more and the acting, you know, that says they nailed it. They knew what they wanted to be. Detail. Justice League didn't know what it wanted to be. It had two different directors uh, and it didn't know what it wanted to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, Batman, the first movie with Michael Keaton knew exactly what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be. Tim Burton's homage to to the comics and the, and the characters and add music by Prince and it was fantastic. But you come <laughs> oh, pre-enrolled in those characters. It's very hard to come pre-enrolled in a tin guy who belongs in the Teen Titans. All right, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> let it go. Let it go. He's never going to let that go. I can assure no, you, it's not like getting it go. I'm, I'm never going to let go. It's just no, 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 no. I'm, I'm better now. I, I need a, I need a sip of tea. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I know what this tastes because I've hogged the mic. No, no, it's absolutely fine. I am. Um, I'm glad that you did. You... <laughs> How dare you? How well, very out. dare you? Hey. You fiend. <laughs> I love this relationship we have. It's so loving. It is. <laughs> it is. It really is. It truly is. No, you know when Pete loves you because he'll call you a twat and he won't think twice about it. No. Um, no, I was going to ask you about the uh, the CW TV shows a little bit because um, I'm glad that you did your little one-line Avengers review at the start because that this could have been the spoiler hour. <laughs> no, not going to happen. As an no. actor no. and a fan, no. Yeah, not going to get it out of me. I don't understand people that uh, feel the need to like immediately hop online and be like, here's this thing. What I found, um, and again, this isn't a spoiler, this is about what happened. Mm-hmm. So we we were lucky enough to go to a, an early screening, like a press screening. So we, we actually saw it on Tuesday. Wow. Um, and w- when you went on, on the screen, it was like Thanos and then there was a little... Uh, bit of blurb that said Thanos demands your silence you know don't reveal any spoilers and stuff then right, before so. the film yeah before the film started they then showed a little clip of all the different um Infinity War stars basically saying no spoilers yeah then a rep from Disney came out onto the stage wow to introduce the film and said you know we want you you know obviously you're the first to see it you're gonna like really enjoy it blah 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 but we want everyone to experience it in the way that you're about to experience it so mm-hmm. please 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 don't spoil it we didn't watch the film which again was amazing um I'm not looking at you Mike um and um <laughs> the first thing Dave and I said when we came out was like we have no idea how we're going to be able to re- review this without yeah spoiling it and we got home and the minute by the time I got home now there was an embargo for 11pm and I got home say about 12 whatever already websites and people that were at the same screening that we were at had spoiled the film brilliant in terms of what what, what makes it even worse was the fact their reviews were stated as non-spoiler because I went and looked around some of them and then I, I was reading like in the first paragraph I'm like but you've just told people a where the film starts, b who's you know some of the big plot points and some mm-hmm. of the you know characters that people didn't know were in the film, you know, and stuff like that. And yeah. I was just like, why? Yeah, I'll tell you why. I'm going to quote um, Alfred Pennyworth: "Some folks just like to see the world burn. You know, yeah. they do it because it's a power thing. It makes them 
I was there first and I'm going to fuck this up for you. It's an ego thing. It's, it's a sociopathic thing. You know, look, I always knew where mom hid the Christmas presents, but I never ripped open a corner to take a peek at them because I wanted to be surprised. And, and people like that, and I'm talking to you fuckers who did that are joyless, <laughs> empty hearted. Um, as the Cockney would say, merchant bankers. I think that means wankers. I'm, you know, from you know, I'm doing my best, Barry. I swear to God. Um, you could have so, just said wankers; it would have been fine. No, no, no. I wanted, I wanted to show my prowess. That's all. I was <laughs> bragging a little bit. Um, I, I don't get it. I never will get it. Um, it's why I posted that line about um, everybody's name Martha. You know, everybody's mother's name Martha. I, you know, wrote that on my Facebook page. It's like, no, I'm not going to say anything. And there's your joke, and go away, go see the movie. You know, yeah. Stop, stop mm-hmm. reading this, and go be, a, you know, a fan. And and here's the other thing. You, you oh, look, I got the soapbox out, Barry. It's your damn fault. <laughs> You're shifting positions now. Everybody who can eat a bag of Doritos and takes a crap thinks they're a reviewer. Okay, <laughs> your opinion, and I mean this deeply from my heart so does not matter to me i care about it but it doesn't matter and some you know 16 year old who saw the movie who has a fucking you know chip on their shoulder because you know they realize that a metal guy doesn't really belong in the justice league i'm sorry can, uh, (laughs) can then go online and be a dick to all the world and then they're famous it's this Andy Warhol thing. He's rolling over in his grave saying, I said 15 minutes. Everybody gets 15 minutes of fame. You fuckers need to go away now. You know, so the internet has breeded this mentality too. But um, again, long-winded answer to the fact that these people should be removed from the gene pool, you know, <laughs> so they can't breed ever again. It, it's just, it, it's, it's, I, it's why we haven't advanced as a society because we eat our own young still in one sense or another. We do this to each other. I don't get it. I don't get it. No, it's not something I understand because I like I've had this argument with my hubby before because he says that spoilers whilst they're a little bit annoying aren't the end of the world because like if you've seen a film and you go and watch it again, you'll still enjoy it the second time, even though you know everything that happened. And I was like, well, yeah, but there's a difference between finding out something the way it was intended to be found out by watching it the first time and then re-watching it and enjoying it later than totally having somebody dizzy. just out and out tell you mm. that, I, I, I that this thing's going to happen. Because there's an anticipation of, I can't wait, I don't know what's going to happen. And there's anticipation of, oh, I can't wait till he does this. You know, it's... It's, it's layered levels, and, and they're not the same. That first kiss, that first dance, the first, you know, smell of a flower in spring, that first, um, it's an old uh, um, Confucius or Chinese saying that says the first bite is the whole banquet, you know, and, and you can't replace that moment. So the second time is not going to be the first time because guess what? It's the second time. It it has a mm-hmm. whole layer of things. So uh, I tell your hubby I do not. Uh, I agree with you. I do not equate that at all. I, I, mm-hmm. And I think that's the experience that these merchant bankers who go online and want to give <laughs> things away. Um, they uh, don't spit up your sambuca, dear. Um, 
feel a sense of power that they don't have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... Good. I was going to say, I mean, I... God, I seem to have loads of stories, but I have a story to illustrate the point. So I, I saw The Sixth Sense very late, like mm-hmm. years and years and years later. Mm-hmm. And um, when I watched... It was probably two weeks before I decided I was going to watch it. Um... I saw, I see, because this story means so much, I'm not even going to spoil the sixth sense. And I, I've read, I was just reading um, a magazine, mm-hmm. and literally the, the big twist for the sixth sense was right there. Right. So it completely, so I was spoiled. There was no getting away from it. So I then watched the sixth sense, and it completely coloured my view of the film. I enjoyed the film, mm-hmm. but because I knew what the. The twist was I could see the mechanics of it, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you're it's it's, it's, for it's it. like seeing, yeah, it's it's like seeing the knowing how the magician makes someone disappear or how they, he saw someone in half, and then you watch that trick again. You and you're looking for the mirrors or the the whatever or the stage hand that comes from somewhere the else. Trap door. Yeah, the <laughs> trap door. You and and the thing is, it's like peripheral vision because you're looking for it. You can you will see it. I had the same thing with that film just because nobody told me what the twist was, but somebody had said, You will never guess this twist, you will not see it coming. So I was looking and I found it really quick. (laughs) Oh, it's there, that's it. They pointed to it. Don't, it's the horror movie moment. Don't go downstairs. You know, everybody's going downstairs. It's just, just don't talk about it. It's really simple. Shut the bleeding f up! Not you guys, <laughs> but the people who want to spoil—you know—all of the podcasts are yeah. what, what did you and I, Stacey? What did we do yesterday? I said three words to you that blew me away about the film, mm-hmm. and you said I knew you were going to say those three words. You know, but I would not have that conversation, and will not have that conversation out loud for three months because mm-hmm. yeah. there's someone like you. My friend who who hadn't seen the movie in six years, who wants to see it in two days before, you know, they, he goes, you know, Darth Vader is his father. You know, gee, really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I invested three years of my life for you to blow it in that last minute? And and that's where I get angry at, at my brothers and sisters on this planet. You know, just because you're in a shitty place, don't drag the rest of us down. You know, so go see the Avengers. And then tell your friends who haven't seen it to go see the Avengers. And then when you're with your friends who've seen it, then talk about it. And Stacey, yeah. I'm going to write you those three words later again because it was one of the first things I thought about this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, and a break, you, 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 you can tell Barry what those three words are. Yeah, because I'd, I'd like to know. Yeah, I, w- I will tell you uh, yeah. secretly in secret code. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I was going to ask you about before we all went off on one about spoilers yes, was probably. Krypton. Uh, I'm sorry, something got stuck in my throat there. <laughs> sorry, what? I almost, I almost so, have you seen Krypton? <laughs> oh, Krypton! Yeah. No, I've, 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 <laughs> I've not seen this yet. Um, Don't bother. Dave, Dave really liked it. Oh, what does Dave know? How old is Dave? He's he's my age. Oh, he's not. He's not. So Dave turns. Yes. Good. Good question. So, <laughs> so Dave turns. Um, Dave turns fifty. This year, well, he should um, which, Dave, if you're listening, yeah. what's wrong with you, son? You know, it's a show for fourteen-year-olds. 
What? So you get to see a little bit of a big deal. Come on now. It's bad, bad, bad. Oh, I gave it three episodes. So much teen angst. And, and I'm never you did better than me. three hours back of my life again. You know? <laughs> I wanted so, okay. to like oh, Here's the thing. The characters are shallow, and I'm not invested in their relationships. Mm-hmm. It, it's that. I'm telling you, kids, it's that simple for me. Because this is what I teach in my acting classes and my improv classes. It's about the relationship. It's about what the audience sees. Oh, I recognize that emotion in me. Huh. You know, that's what we do as artists. So Krypton just, I'm not invested. I don't care. And you know what's a bad feeling about that? I wanted to care. Because I care mm-hmm. about Superman and the outcome. And uh, uh, my therapist used to say, you're, you know, your expectations of others will always be the death of you. And, 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 and it's true. Um, watch Krypton. Give it, if you can give it more than three episodes than I did, bless your heart. But, <laughs> but I, I gave just, it one. So I will give, I will give I it was a ruthless. Because I'm one of those people that I like to, to decide for myself. Didn't you watch the entire part. of Smallville? <clears throat> I like to say, though, in my oh, defense. Go ahead, go ahead. That 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 was a different time, right? It was a, it was a different. I was younger. They play that card, Barry. I was younger. Yeah, right. I'm going to play all the cards. Don't oh, you worry, Pete. You're so best, man. It, it, it it was a different time. I was younger, and I go back to the aforementioned. This is what I mean nowadays. Is right nowadays. We, we I keep using this phrase that we're living in a golden age of geekdom, right? Mm-hmm. I keep using this phrase That's a because phrase. when the 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 days of like Smallville, you would just you'd grab any morsel of geek-related stuff that you'd get and you would hold it to your chest and be like, oh, great, that's for me. You know, because there just wasn't that much out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, whereas now nowadays, I'm not, necessarily, I'm not necessarily dropping shows left, right and centre, but um, I find it easier to sort of go, do you know what, I've, I'm not going to stick with that mm. because there is so much content out there f- for me. Genre, yes. genre content, which which wasn't there before. Before you were just okay, maybe deep down you knew Smoother wasn't that great. Well, I knew it wasn't that great, <laughs> but I was just happy because it was something related to the stuff that I was into. And sometimes there was an episode where I thought actually that episode was quite good, and I would still go on record to say mm-hmm. he was a he was a really really good Lex Luthor. Mm. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of Lex people love, love him, but it, but you're right, it's a numbers game. Uh, there's just too much content and not enough time, you know, and you really have. And so uh, like you, if I'm not engaged up front, if you don't short story me, if you don't get right, if you don't get right in the middle, you know, there's not a lot of time, or at least it's sad, but people aren't taking a lot of time with exposition, especially they want, they want you to have done your homework. So you kind of know going in and then they can kind of start in the middle. But there's so much. How do you pick yeah. what to watch? You know, I pay, I watched Lost in Space recently on Netflix because oh yeah, Danger Will Robinson is a part of my childhood, and of course I had a crush on as a twelve year old on Angela Cartwright. But that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> I thought it was terrific, and not at all. Um, the Lost in Space that I saw growing up. It was more today. The relationships were, um, I hate to say more adult, but I'll use more layered. I Being yeah. 64, I can understand 
the parental angle of it, you know, the older relationships, it's one of the great things about being old. You go, oh, Teenex, been there, I got no time for that, you know, and, and it was a great series because it was different. But I picked it because it's like um, packaging on a shelf. I knew Lost in Space, so I gravitated to it. It was easy for me to, it was made for the boomers. And then it was good enough that it attracts the younger generation because it's an interesting sci-fi story. Um, yeah. But too much content. I can't I can't watch. I don't have time. Especially now. My clock is faster and louder than yours at age 64. Um, I really got to pick and choose what I spend my time doing. <laughs> no, no. I say that in the sense that this is act three of my life and don't get me wrong. It is far more interesting and exciting and, and eventful and fulfilling than I ever thought it could be. But it's bloody act three of my life. And you know, I love you guys, but in 20 years I'll be crapping in my pants in a nursing home and probably not remember this conversation. So I saw I'm doing that now, Pete. No, <laughs> you know, I keep this and just another reason why I like you that you just, <laughs> And so I try and stay present and not do what I want and do what I love and not go, wow, Krypton, no, I'm not going to watch another episode, you know, <laughs> though I wanted to. <laughs> because but it's... I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, years ago, I don't know how many years ago, um, you could say to me, you know what, That this show is great, but you need to give it two seasons to really get going. Mm -hmm. And I would probably go, okay, And I, depending on who it was that was recommended to me, and I would right. probably give it a go. Now, if someone says to me, this doesn't get a good season three, I'm like, why am I going to watch <laughs> 24 <laughs> episodes waiting for this show to get good? Mm -hmm. Then, actually, I could get to season three and think, actually, no, this is still rubbish. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I feel like I've been tricked. Nowadays, for me, it's... It's one, maybe two episodes. So I've started to watch Marvel's Runaways. Oh, I love that. Right. See? Amazing. Whereas I've watched two episodes and I'm like, why am I watching this? Oh, no. <laughs> I gave Legion the entire last season. I'm from the 60s. You know, I did as many drugs as there's in a chemist's store at this point. <laughs> I got to the end of the season. I went, what the hell just happened? And <laughs> yeah. I do not, I'm in a labyrinth. I have no idea who I am. What, who do I like? Who do I, you know? And I went, can't watch a second season. If someone asks me about it, I, I go, have you ever taken mescaline? And they go, no. I go, well, then you won't like the series. You know, um, <laughs> it, 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 I'm with you, Bear. You know, sometimes you stick through something and, and sometimes I try not and, and listen what people say because it's your opinion. Because there be people in the yeah. world who love liver and onions, you know, I'd rather see all liver nuked off the planet, but that's just me, you know. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm right and you're wrong. There's no right and wrong. Yeah. You like DC, great. You like Marvel, great. You like them both, great. I watched the Mets and the Yankees, and as a New Yorker, you know, I'm sort of a pariah. You either are, you know, <laughs> especially in America. It's, it's become this, e I don't know how we're getting the politics, so smack me very quickly. You know, it's either or. I'm this or I'm that. You know, I'm DC or yeah. I'm Marvel. Well, why can't you just be you, you know, and, and enjoy it all? I love Superman. 
But holy cow, I can't wait till Ant-Man and the Wasp come out, you know, and just... At this point, I love it all, you know, except, you know, this is an occasional thing where I go, eh, Suicide Squad, uh, I want to like <laughs> But, you know, but I don't, you know, and and there you go. There's my take on Suicide Squad. I don't know where that came from at this point. Um, <laughs> did, did you enjoy Suicide Squad today? No. Okay. I, I watched, I, I watched, I'm moving the No, I, I watched Suicide Squad and... Um, I watched, I watched it twice. I gave it that second time, Bear. You know, I did not. No, it was it was once for me. I, I mean, I, I watched it the once. And I was like, yeah, it was okay. And then kind of turned to see. Yeah. I was like, do you want a cup of tea, love? And she's like, yeah, okay. And by the time I'd made the cup of tea, I'd forgotten about what we just. Watched. I think it's all style that, and that no substance, it. isn't it? That film. Like I couldn't really tell you what the plot of it was, except there's a lot of good shots of like Will Smith jumping and shooting and Harley Quinn's. You know, bum cheeks popping slightly the, out of her. The, hot the most disappointing thing about Suicide Squad was that there was no music video with Will Smith. <laughs> Going, ooh, ha yeah. <laughs> The black dude's <laughs> coming. <laughs> I can't argue with you, my friend. It's It was just, it was soulless. You didn't care. I'm going to get back to the actor's approach and the director's approach and the teacher's approach. I didn't care about these people. Mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter, one of the worst villains in the world you're invested in who he is you care that he gets away in the end you gotta be yeah. invested in the relationships at least for me for it to really hook you whether whether you know you're hooked or not it's the msg in the movie you know it's it's why you keep going mm-hmm. back to those noodles you don't know why they're delicious but there's something in there so i do i do really think it's about relationships and i, and I don't think framing our conversation that we started with that um that DC gets it as well as Marvel. Yeah. Even though I watch Supergirl, you know, and, and I don't <laughs> want to talk about that too much because I'm a, you guys get episodes behind us, I think. So I'm probably a couple episodes yes. ahead, but I just got to say that one of my favorite things of this season is, um, is Carl Lumley, who's just a terrific actor as, uh, as, as John Jones father, you know, he's, yes. Yeah. yeah. He was a wonderful addition to the cast. You know, again, depth, relationship, there's a gravitas to it. And maybe, you know, guys, maybe it's my age. Maybe it's what I gravitate now because life is richer than it's ever been. Not that it wasn't rich at 20, but it was 20. It's not 64. There's just certain thing happens with the passage of time where it's like it echoes in a canyon. It's. It's a deeper canyon. Doesn't mean it's a better canyon. It just echoes deeper. So uh, he's terrific from from Supergirl this season, and and there's a show I stick with, even though sometimes the writing it can be a little young for me. You know, you know, been yeah. there, felt been there, felt that. But it's Supergirl, and she's terrific. She's a charmer, so it's easy to watch. You know, as much as she's a charmer, the people on Arrow have gotten so dour. In, in the writing of a relationship. <laughs> it's like, would you just yeah. shoot fucking Felicity already, please? Would you just put a couple arrows in her <laughs> and take her out? God damn it. You know, and, and I'm sorry. I can't she even doesn't disagree. dress for work that good every day. There gotta be a shot at You know what I mean? Holy it's it's the couture cave. You know, no, it's it's so, uh, I'm 
you know, you guys bring out the best and worst in me. You know, the the real New Yorker in me comes out when I speak to Brits. It really, you know. I, I think I so I've st- I, I've stopped watching Arrow now, um, and in the fact that I made it to season six before I stopped watching it, just because regardless of that you like Arrow or whatever, I like where characters behave as they should behave in the character arcs that they've established through the course of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the stuff that was going on in this season of Arrow, the the characters were just behaving completely out of character. John Diggle being one of the most big, the big ones in that. Right. Um, and... Um, they have this kind of massive argument and ends up in a fight and stuff like that. And that's when I was kind of like, no, I'm done with this because the, the, the whole argument, it, it, it was completely against the characters that you've established since season one. And I just thought I can't do this show anymore. Plus a lot of the new people on it, I just want to shoot. So yeah. I'm, you, know. you know, and, and they underutilized like Paul Blackthorne. He's just terrific. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, again, more see the, the we go back to the dourness of Arrow. The one show that DC gets with lightness that I adore is Legends of Tomorrow. It's See, I it, knew you were going to say that. It, <laughs> it, is, it is a trifle. It's not supposed to be anything yeah. but what it is. A fluffy, lovely dessert um, that you can have fun and interchange characters with. Um Please, it is not Chekhov, it is not Shakespeare, it is not Ibsen, do not look for moral, you know, it's not a morality play, it's it's a comic book, you know, and and I think that's the lightest of the DC stuff, and I love it, I love Rory, I love Heatwave, I just, you know, it's funny, it's a period piece, at least, at least they haven't changed the costumes, I don't how can you not like Brandon Ruth? You know him. You know what I mean. He's terrific and charming. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, he's terrific. <laughs> he's the forgotten Superman. You know, in 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 many ways. <laughs> but I love I love Legends of Tomorrow. You know, and 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 Katie Lawson, White Spandex. What else? If that was the admission price alone, it, I'm in. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 well, it's me, Stacy. You know me. <laughs> I did a little bit too well. Um, <laughs> it's how he rolls. Uh, on that note, we've just yeah. about come up on the uh, on the hour. Yeah, that's past. That's gone fast. That's because I talk. Well, I think we we had the slight technical issues at the start, didn't we? Yeah. So that's probably not helped. You, you've, um, helped you've helped put us back on track, Pete. Oh, yeah. fine. So I get Thank punished you. for your mistake. Oh, I understand how this works now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I it wasn't me, it was the computer. How many more hours? Right. Um, is there anything uh twenty? <laughs> no, nineteen. <laughs> yeah, there is yeah. something I want to say. Yeah, not too many. Is, Go on. What you guys do is very important because there's not enough love cast back on the world right now. And if I sound like I'm from the nineteen mm-hmm. sixties, I am. Um I swear to you, if you have ten dollars to your name, take two dollars and donate it to the British Heart Foundation. You know, it's it's an important it's important that you guys set the tone for the rest of your lives. I'm out of here in twenty plus years. It's it's your world, and you know what? 
if you don't give back, then you're going to get to a point in your life that you're going, well, what was this for? Why, why did I do all this? I got a nice comic book collection, but, you know, I didn't give half of it away to someone who needed it. So whatever it is, make a donation today. Help, 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 help your own country out. Help the people. Help you out. Because the mo- this money, one day, there's going to be somebody donating when, when you need help. So uh, uh, I'm happy to be a part of your show, guys, always, and, and to make my donation early on as well. Because because health does not know any boundaries by water. It's it's one world. So a uh, couple of quid, put put down the controller from the video games for five minutes and make a donation and, and go back to God of War. I know that's what you're all doing right now. It lights up my news feed. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 I, it, you know, Barry, I try and be topical even at 64. You know what I mean? I'm a former stand-up comic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and thank you. Thank you for putting up with my, as my Yiddish friends say, Mishagas and my craziness and and it's it's it's, it's, it's always, been an absolute pleasure as per you yes oh, it's however i can help out during the year too you know that and uh, and, and keep doing the, keep keep doing the good work guys the world needs more of you thanks Pete. thank right. you peter all right, sweet, i will right, we'll speak to you soon my darling yeah, we'll speak soon and goodbye uk i'll see you guys in the fall i love you all <laughs> bye <laughs> boop right that was uh, a bit jolly splendid. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Does uh, Holly know the time for their slot? <laughs> jolly good. Okay, I'm going to give Holly a ring now then. Uh, Mike, can we do Sammy's? Can we do Sammy's? Because some of us are hungry. Okay. Hello. Oh, hello. Sort of. <laughs> okay, one sec, one sec. Let me try and figure this you out. You sound a bit like an underwater robot. Okay, you had both. <laughs> we're so just figuring out what we're having for lunch. Fair enough. Ah, oh, I see. <laughs> uh, I was using Skype on my phone for like the first time and have no idea what I'm doing. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, Skype. Skype uh, is not a great thing in general. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah, testing things for the first time is probably a mistake, but we'll figure it out. We've we've done all the tech business this morning. So, um, hey, Mike, when you say one or two sandwiches, do you mean? Would you like one or would you like six? Yeah, yeah no, she... I get that. My question is: is a lot of people a lot of people think of one sandwich as one slice of bread folded over, oh, which no. is insane to me. Yeah. To me, what, one sandwich is two breads with fillings in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nutters, absolute nutters. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hundred percent just. I'm... They... I do, well, there's quite a lot of people that I know that think that, and I don't understand it even a little bit, but. Hello. Um, how are you doing with your Skype? <laughs> is it working all right? Can you hear me better now? If not, I'm going to just take... I'm gonna yeah, yeah, you... Headphones and use it as a phone. I, I mean, it sounds all right to me. How are you feeling yeah. about it, Let's ben? just check there's no lag, because I think it might be lag. I'm getting a little bit of lag, yeah. We need to say something that... Okay, yeah. I was going to say, we needed to say something that would indicate whether or not there was a lag. <laughs> but... It's kind of weird, because it's um... sometimes and not others. Oh, that's extra bizarre. Yeah. I think it's probably a it's probably a double hit of on our end and the fact that you're doing it on your phone. 
Yeah. Okay. I don't understand. Like I say, I don't understand Skype. So. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that's not. See, because. It's not too you bad. You replied straight away, didn't you? Not too bad. Yeah. 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 I think that's fine. That yeah. sounds See? fine. I think it's just taking yeah. a little bit yeah, of Yeah, I think up. we're okay. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll just do our little dramatic pauses at the end of everything we say. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like my PC yeah. was so wrong because like the last few days it's been playing up like nobody's business which is why I was like okay I'm going to do this on my phone but yeah um, plus if I do it on my phone I can drink tea at the same time excellent that's always a bonus yes. yeah. I'm quite annoyed Barry that you've been drinking booze for the last hour and I still haven't had anything resembling a booze but I'm trying to I'm trying to hold off until like late afternoon because I feel like if I start now I'll be absolutely rampantly Pissed by me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me too. <laughs> so on that note, Holly, would you like to introduce yourself to the the listening world and uh, tell people a little bit about who you are and what you're up to? Um, okay, so my name is Holly Rose Swinyard. I'm a writer, person. Uh, at the moment, I'm mostly a journalist, <laughs> but I write scripts um, for Reagan and Starburst, which uh, Stace was in. And was awesome, and I, I yes, yeah, so I created an. I, I won created an award. An, yeah, you did. Nobody else did. You and Dom, Should I think you and Dom <laughs> won won awards in an exciting fashion, and we were all very pleased for you. Um, except Ian, he was grumpy. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> 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 but Ian's grumpy about everything, so that's kind of life, I think. Um, this is yeah, true. No, Having so met I, Ian, he is grumpy yeah. about most things. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so I'm a writer and I am a cosplayer at the moment. I'm currently in the middle, well, yeah, we nearly finished the first issue of a new cosplay magazine for the UK called The Cosplay Journal, which I have masterminded in some strange fashion, uh, which is great fun. I'm really enjoying doing that, which is nice because it means I get to bring like my job and my hobby together, which is great. So it's nice. But in my real life, I am a fashion journalist, which doesn't sound like real life either, to be honest. It's Kind of nuts, but yeah, what I do. That sounds like a plot for a show. That does. Yeah, I'm at the moment. I'm literally fat sewing, so you know (laughs) that. If I, I, (laughs) what are you making at the moment? I'm making a pair of trousers for a character. (laughs) I'm being sponsored to cosplay by a video game company, which is pretty cool. Um, Oh, but yeah, if I, it's uh, an indie company from Norway, and the game is Earthlock Festival Magic. Which is amazing, and I absolutely love the game. Which, so I'm very excited about this. Uh, it's kind of like old school Final Fantasy, but with nicer graphics. Um, and you Ooh. can do gardening. And I always enjoy a game where they let me have a garden, and I can like make stuff from it. <laughs> so, very nice. <laughs> um, and also, I have a dog, so I'm happy. I'm like garden dog Final Fantasy. This is great. Um, and like all the characters are people of color, which is also brilliant considering. Uh, which I really enjoyed. So, yeah, it's kind of fun to be able to cool. cosplay for that. Um, so, if but I the most myself, important question is yeah. <laughs> the most important question is Holly, does the dog have a name? Uh, yeah, the dog's called Piker. Which I really, That's a good yeah, name. That's I like good. it. It is a good name. He's. He, what? Hello? Hello? Hello, I lost you for a second. That was not oh, good. Oh no, have we gone? Oh, <laughs> you're back. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, if I if I swear or something, it's because I stabbed myself with a pin. 
I'm just okay, like, oh. good to know. Yeah, um, so that might happen. I did so much <laughs> the other day, so we're good. You know, it's all good. All good. Um, so to get the get the interview ball rolling, I have two like really easy questions to ease people into things. One of the questions I haven't actually asked anyone yet. You've got a suspicious face on you, then. Um, well, well, that's, that's just that's just my face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, anyway, um, so my first question, which mm-hmm. I haven't asked anyone today, so you're the first, Holly. Are you ready? Oh. Yeah, I'm ready to be the guinea pig. I'm excited. Okay. Um, Ewoks or Porgs? Ooh. Porgs. Definitely Porgs. <laughs> didn't even take a beat. <laughs> uh, d- didn't, didn't even, didn't even, you don't want any time to think about that, just Porgs straight out. Yeah, because Porgs are like puffins, like space puffins, puffins, and I love puffins, so that's like kind of obvious. I'm a big fan of the puffins and cool. space puffins, even better. Plus, I now have a brilliant uh, friend of mine drew a picture of Huck with Paul, and it made me very happy. So, um, <laughs> you know, it was like, yep, this is everything I needed in my life. It's all good. All good. I, I'm not, I'm not going to answer the question until we get to the end of the... Oh. But anyone who's ever listened know. to me would know what my answer is. Stacey, you anyone who's ever listened would know what I think about... I... I am pro Porg, but I'm also pro Ewok, so I don't know. I don't know where to go with this question because the Porgs do annoy me a little bit. They are... Sorry, I love Ewoks, but the puffinness wins me over, which is sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a legitimately good reason for liking a thing. I um I have a small problem with the Porgs. Uh, just for the bit where they guilt trip Chewy when he'd already cooked one and was about to eat it, and they all just looked at him like. That was my brother or something. <laughs> so Cockney Porg then went, yeah. that's my brother. That's my brother. Um, because he then like sort of threw that Porg away and I was like, but the but it's already dead. So now it's like yeah. literal waste. Like that's that's a silly move. But yeah. but also they are absolutely straight up adorable. Yeah. So I'm torn I don't really understand why people don't like them. The I think it's just like, if they're cute, that's cool. If you don't like them, just chill on the Porg. You know, <laughs> you don't have to like them. So I'm, I'm going to ask because they're cute. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer the question. So I'm I'm going to say that <laughs> I'm going to say that the only good Ewok is a dead Ewok. Aww. Oh, that's really mean. Sorry, sorry. You're not sorry. He's not sorry. I'm not sorry. I can tell he's not sorry. Nope. Nope. The, the, the best part of Empire, the, the no, the best part of Return of the Jedi is that bit where you've got the two the two Ewoks running. <laughs> you've got the two Ewoks running, and then there's like a laser blast, and they both fall down, and then one of them gets up, and the other one doesn't get up, and he shakes him. He doesn't move. You're a horrible human being. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. However, on the flip side of that, I flipping love Porgs. They're great. Porgs they are, are great. Awesome. That bit, yeah, that bit when they're trying to fly out and stuff and the Porg is on the, the dashboard of the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. making noise and then Chewie kind of like slaps him against the cockpit. 
I'm going to say something controversial. What? I preferred those weird crystal foxes from that movie. They're pretty cool, though. Really I honest. like the crystal foxes. They're pretty spectacular. They are. Yeah. I mean, the look of and them was pretty it. cool, I've got to say. Yeah, I love the fact they're that they're puppets as well. They made real ones. So there are oh, are they? Yeah, they're not all CGI. Some of them are, but That's like, a lot of the ones that are close up are puppets. They're incredible. Oh, wow. I had yeah, no yeah. idea. I'm, I'm so used to now watching films and just Thinking assuming CGI, everything yeah. is CG, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure that there's at least one of them is a like one of the ones in close-ups is a puppet. I've, it's in the behind-the-scenes thing, but someone will probably tell me I'm wrong. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they made real ones, <laughs> which I love. To be honest. What did you um? What did what did you actually think of the Last Jedi? This is a question to the two of you because I haven't really asked this um, question. I don't think. What did I think about? So I have okay. Overall, <laughs> I liked it. I have some issues with it from the point of view of someone who really likes Huck. Um, God, I'm a terrible person. Um, yeah, I have some. There are minor story issues with it that I'm like, some of it felt like it was unneeded and could have been done better, considering how long it was. Um, and mm-hmm. I, like overall, I really enjoy it, and I can still watch it. But like, it's just great, and it's very much the second part in three films, and that's fine. Um, in the same way that, and I'm going to be really controversial. I don't think Empire is that good. It nothing happens A to B. That's what happens. Like it works as the second part in it works as the second part in three films because it takes you from New Hope to Return of the Jedi, but as a standalone film, it doesn't work because you have no ending. Nothing solved at the end of the film. They're in a worse position than they were at the beginning, and that's what happens in this. So I don't. I would say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, okay. you. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. You know, but then I can't. You know I what? I felt somewhat. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I, I felt somewhat guilty about saying the only good Ewok was a Diddy Walk, but I, I'm, I, I feel okay now. <laughs> <laughs> I've done quite a lot of analysis because I spend a lot of time writing about pop culture. I've done quite a lot of analysis of the Star Wars films, and I honestly think that if they were like they did an amazing amount for cinema, but if you had them released today, like the story pacing and things like that, sometimes doesn't stand up to modern film. Um, and the same reaction that people had to Last Jedi and uh, The Force Awakens is the reaction they would have had to the the originals. It's just we didn't have the internet then, and so no one could moan about them. Like, can you imagine people would just be like, Darth Vader's his father, what the hell? Where does that come from? That wasn't set up at all. You know, like, it would have just been that sort of shit. Because no, I, no, I, yeah. no, I do, I do, I do agree with you on the, I definitely agree with you on the point of, um, I'm so glad for many of the films that I grew up with as a kid and yeah. really enjoyed, Star Wars, you know, Indiana Jones, you know, all them sort of films. Um, had the internet existed then, I think we would, have got a very different... I don't think we'd have got a very different reaction, but I think we would have still got that kind of split where you've got a lot of people who would then go, well, why has he done that? Or why has she done this? Yeah. Or that's just nonsense, or that wouldn't work. And yeah. every time I, I, I go to see a, a film now and I go on social media, there's that, that younger part of me that's quite glad that this all this stuff didn't exist when I was, you know, when yeah. I was like going to these sort of films for the first time and stuff. You know, I mean, um, I feel... 
in and equal I thought parts. That Sorry, yeah. Go on. I feel in equal parts really happy no, no, for you, all the you little girls me. who are, yeah. All the little girls who are growing up with Star Wars and Ghostbusters, all this sort of stuff, I'm really happy for them that they have these amazing female role models that I didn't have when I was a kid. And they have, like, characters mm-hmm. who they can look at. But at the same time, I'm so sad that there are people on the internet who are, like, ruining that for them because it's not what they want. And I'm like, like, did you, would you have wanted Star Wars ruined for you as a kid? Can't they see it from that point of view, that there are kids out there who love Rey and love uh, Rose and, you know, love Poe and all this sort of stuff? They love those characters. So... Would they have wanted Luke and Leia and Hound ruined for them? No, of course they wouldn't have. So just let them let kids be kids. And mm. I find it very frustrating that people on the internet can't see past. But this should be for me, and it's like, but it's not. It's it's for those kids that you were when this came out originally. So you need to get over your yeah. issues and let kids have the thing that's for them, so they can have an amazing childhood like you did. And I find that very frustrating. And um, I think also as well, there there is stuff. You know, I'm in my late forties. Um, <laughs> you know, and you know, there, there, there is stuff for us. Yeah, you know, exactly. there is stuff for my age group, there's stuff for Stacey's age group, and and I think the thing is as well, it's kind of like I can watch. You know, there's a lot of like, I'm a massive cartoon fiend, so I love cartoons and stuff. Yeah. But, and I can watch those cartoons and, and enjoy them and really enjoy them. Um, but at the same time, I do know that that cartoon is not being made for mm-hmm. me. Exactly. So if there's something I don't enjoy about it, yeah, I can say I didn't like that, but that I also know that isn't aimed at me, you know. Yeah, um, but- and I don't, I, I don't think there's anything wrong in going to see. Like I really enjoyed the, I really enjoyed the Last Jedi. Me too. Is it, yeah. You know, is it Same. a perfect film? No, but the, most films aren't. You know, most films aren't perfect except for Rey's Lost Star. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but. I, I, I can come back, I can watch a film like that, say I really, really enjoyed it, and then because obviously I do a podcast, I can then debate some of the things that maybe weren't as good or didn't work as well for me, you know, and stuff like yeah. that. And I, I, I remember, so for me, as a, I'm not putting my writer's head on, one of the things that I took away, when I, even though now I think she probably would get a, her character would probably get maybe a hard time in, in this generation. I could be wrong. But when I went to see um, Raiders of the Lost Ark as a kid, um, one of the things that I took away from it was the fact that I hadn't seen a... I even hate the term female character, but I hadn't seen a character like Marion Ravenwood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yes, I know people talk about... People often talk about Ripley and... Um, Sarah Connor, and they all they picked those characters, but for me it was Marion Ravenwood because you know she she had her own bar, she was tough, and her first introduction. And it's not just this whole thing of like the the strong female character. I don't even necessarily like that term as a right. I, I like the term well rounded character. That's yeah. just me. Yeah, um, and, <laughs> it's not just you. <laughs> but like, I like the fine. fact that her opening introduction. Yeah, her opening <laughs> introduction is a drinking contest, and she's not some like martial arts expert whatever she's she's just a character you know mm-hmm, yeah. um and then later on in the film there's a segment where she's like trapped with um loads of snakes all around her and coming out of, i remember this bit of a snake coming out of this kind of mummy's mouth and she's screaming oh God, yeah. and screaming and then indy kind of like grabs her and he's kind of like no no it's that we're out now and loads of people are like, oh, it's just inconsistent because one minute she's like kicking us, the next minute she's screaming. I remember saying to someone and going, well, A, 
she is a she's not a two dimensional character. She's mm-hmm. a four, three dimensional yeah. character who gets scared. And B, if I was in that situation, I would be screaming three times as loud as her. And actually, <laughs> Tell me, I wouldn't even be in that situation in the first place. Yeah, you know what? That's absolutely cool with Indiana Jones grabbing me and going, "It's okay, it's okay." Like I'm like, "Thank you, Harrison Ford." Yes, yeah, hold, <laughs> yeah. hold me, Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think like she's just such a great character in, in that film that I then wrote my first story after seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark, so I was eleven years old. And all through anything I wrote, I always the thing I took away from that was kind of like whether I was writing a character who was a who was a man or a character who was a woman that was to to give them layers. Yeah, that they, they didn't have to follow like a set path of how you expect to see them, and and um, I think with when I then went to see Force Awakens, I didn't even, and maybe it's just me, I didn't necessarily think about Ray from a point of view of going, um, oh, is, you know, there's a female character and blah blah blah, and then I saw all the 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 sort of backlash against her, and I was kind of like, where the hell's all this come from? You know, oh, she could do everything and stuff like that, and I was. And I was kind of like, but I thought she was a really good character. And I actually thought a lot oh. of the stuff that people complained yeah. about, I could kind of go... You but could that's apply that to Luke, 100%. That, I'm not even, I wouldn't even apply to Luke. A lot of the stuff... It, like the, okay, the big things that they were sort of saying, well, she, you know, how is it she can fly this? How is she... she She's lived on a planet on her own since mm-hmm. she's about four years old. And I had a massive Twitter argument with a guy who was trying to convince me that she was a Mary Sue. And, and I hadn't he, even heard of that term yeah, before. Yeah, and, and he was go he was going absolutely bananas about like she's just living on some scrap planet. How is she flying this and doing that? And I was like, Luke was a flipping farmer, mate, but he's all of a sudden the best pilot in the galaxy at points. Like, come on now. Yeah. yeah. You can't use that logic at me when the film the very film you are holding up as the the thing that is the best does the and, exact same thing but to a dude and the thing with, with, <laughs> with Star Wars I'm sorry we're having a completely different conversation I know we've gone off on but the thing with Star Wars is <laughs> so when, when I so you've got Star Wars the film and I listen to Star Wars the audio drama mm-hmm. in the audio drama when they rescue sort of Leia or to be honest she rescues them and they, they get back um, they put Luke in a simulator to test his you know, like a flight simulator type yeah. thing. Right, and he yeah. kind of gets like off the chart score. Yeah, he gets off the chart scores, which is why he then gets an X-Wing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. But we yeah. really look at the film Star Wars, which I I love Star Wars, but it's like when they all fly off to the Death Star, I'm like, literally the only reason that you were given that he's been given an X-Wing is like, oh yeah, well back home, he's, still, he's a great pilot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. His mate has just gone, yeah, he's a great pilot. Okay, yeah, go on then. Give him an X. Off you go. Why not? <laughs> you know, so like you say, it's we, we make allowances for things and then we, we come down on other things that just don't fit our our worldview. And that mm-hmm. is, yeah. it's annoying. It is. It's annoying, you know. Um, I have, I could do, I could write an entire novel of some of the issues with some of the way things being portrayed, but that's a that's an argument for a different, yeah, different time. Yeah. I feel like way, way a long time ago, you said you had two questions for Holly and then you asked one about Porgs and we all went nuts. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. My other question was, um, uh, your, your, so your fave comic convention. Say that and again? why? 
your favourite comic convention and why? Oh, my favourite comic convention. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so I think I kind of have two answers to this. Um, Okay, so Thought Bubble Mm. used to be my favourite. Um, but last Ooh. year, it with all the changes. Oh, sorry. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I said controversial. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, no, have we gone again? Oh, I've completely lost <laughs> you guys. It's not good. No. No, we're still here. Science. Okay, okay. There we go. You're back. You're back. Hello? You're back. You just went like roboty for a moment now. Oh. Um. Oh. Ah. Right, so yeah, Thought Bubble, up until last year, I would have said Thought Bubble was my favourite. Um, but last year they made loads of massive changes and I don't know how I feel about it anymore, which is kind of odd. Like, I felt like I didn't get to see everybody because it was all, all in these marquees and stuff. Um, and like, I literally couldn't leave my table for long enough to get to any of the other marquees to mm. see people, uh, which kind of sucks because I always liked that I got to see people at that con. You could just do a, like a round all the different halls and you'd see everyone. But yeah, um, but I'm still hoping because I love football. So I'm really hoping that like this year I'll go back and it'll be different. Um, and, like, I mean, like I'll enjoy it more. But I think yeah. uh, my, the con I've had like the most fun at uh, was probably uh, the Harry Potter convention, LeakyCon. Uh, last year which was amazing like it was just I was just kind of blown away by that con and the fans and the support and everything it was it was so good it was just amazing Um, because me and my friends like we didn't realize it wasn't a big cosplay con (laughs) and we like made costumes and everything and we went along and we were like one of possibly maybe like 20 people in costume on the first day (laughs) other than people like wearing like robes and like people wearing like robes and the school uniforms and stuff or like Harry Potter themed things but no one was in, like, not that many people were in, like, proper costumes. And we went as the house founders. So, Godric Gryffindor, Rowena Wavenclaw, Salazar Slytherin, and Helga Hufflepuff. And people oh, yeah. lost their minds over it. Like, the amount of... We literally were standing <laughs> in one place for an hour. And I'm not even joking, an hour. As people queued up to have pictures with us. Like, we were like, there are celebrities in there. Wow. They're doing this with them. <laughs> but, like, and because we had, like, the... Sort of <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We had, like, the sorting hat and, like, all of the items that the founders have. So the sword and the diadem and the cup and everything. Uh, and we had all of this stuff. And so, like, when a kid came up to us, we'd be like, if they weren't obviously displaying their house colours, we'd be like, oh, so which house are you in? And then they'd get to stand with the fan. Anyway, it was amazing. And it was just, like, being, like, a, somebody at Disneyland or something like that. It was utterly insane, like, the reaction we got to it. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I would definitely have said that was, like, I'm not sure if that's just, personal thing i suppose that's it i suppose like on a personal level that was my favorite convention i've ever been to it was just great and i have so many good memories for that mm-hmm. so yeah um but i i don't know i kind of feel like at the moment i'm a bit comic con out this sounds awful but over the last few years i just kind of felt like all the big ones have got a bit samey um and i haven't really yeah. enjoyed yeah. it's yeah. been a bit like i i like seeing my friends and i obviously i get a press pass and i do work and i i'll always write something about the event um, but as an event I'm always like well I'm going to see the same stuff and I'm probably not going to buy anything because it's not going to be anything new and I just haven't haven't seen anything exciting in the last years which I think is a shame considering what Comic Con's meant to be uh, I feel like with mm-hmm. sort of the, the Marvel films and the DC films and everything like that becoming so I don't want to mean like they're mainstream but I mean like it's 
kind of feels like you've lost a lot of that exciting indie vibe that a lot of cons used to have. And now people, there's sort of a pandering to the video game side of things as well. So there'll normally be like a massive video game stage somewhere where it'll just be excessive amounts of noise because people are cheering and things, which is great. And I, I love those people are having a good time because that's awesome. But it's like we've lost the comiciness of it and it feels more like media shows, if that makes yeah. any sense. So I think that's it. I think I'm a bit like, that, I'd like that makes to see more of the Comic Con. I'd like to see more of the Comic Con. I would like to see more of that displayed. And I would also like to see sort of more love for the creators. I, I love cosplay, uh, but sometimes when you see people who are cosplay and they're getting more like fans and stuff than the people who created the character they're cosplaying as. I kind of want to be like, guys, the guy who yeah. originally created this character is sat over there and you're like, what? <laughs> like, I feel like we've lost it. I feel yeah. like it's become a whole kind of celebrity culture thing and the media and it's all wrapped up in all of this kind of weird fandom that we have online now so that the actual essence of what Comic-Con is has disappeared. And, you know, I'm glad people are having fun. I'm just, I just think that for me, that's what's missing. Uh, I'm not saying that other people should think that. They can do whatever they want. It's their, their life, their time. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. I think that's why I really like Thought Bubble. In that Thought Bubble does really put the creators and you know the creators in general, not just the big names, but like proper creators to the forefront. And I love that. I love that about that show. It's really special. So yeah. Okay, that's my answer. <laughs> Got a bit convoluted, but yeah. It's a good answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I. Yeah, I completely agree with everything you said, actually. I think mm. now there's, it's more sometimes the smaller conventions now where you're getting the, uh, much more of the indie vibe that you sort of mentioned. And like I said, Fort mm. Bubble. And I, I, I was at Fort Bubble, the same Fort Bubble you were at last year, and I was there exhibiting. Um, and exactly the same experience that you had. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but it was very difficult because mm. I, I couldn't leave my table. Mm. Uh, and if I did leave my table, it was kind of like, where would I go? Yeah. I am there. I didn't go to Thought Bubble last year. And it, oh, good. Good. Um, I, I didn't go to Thought Bubble uh, last year just because, and this is going to sound kind of pathetic, but it's a, a completely true fact about me. I suffer really badly. Like, I've got anxiety anyway, but the two main sort of facets of it for me are social anxieties and travel anxieties. And when they said they were moving the venues... Um, to you know, different marquees like across the city rather than three halls very close together. Um, I just had like I almost had an, an instantaneous panic attack about like, well, I don't want my friends to have to like babysit me from between venue to venue, but I know I can't deal with travelling around a city I don't know very well by myself. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I had a honestly that was a problem. I, I just didn't go in the end. <laughs> that was. It. I mean, that was what I had, and mm. I felt really bad because I was. So I was. Uh, cosplay, uh, judging the cosplay competition at Thought Bubble. And Thought Bubble always really, I always love the cosplay there. They do such a good job. Like everyone there is just so into it. Um, and yeah. I was wearing my General Hux costume. And I did, I honestly didn't feel like I could leave the venue for long enough to find the other stuff. Because I was like, well, first day I need to be here for judging in like half an hour. So I don't have enough time to go anywhere. B, I kind of feel like I might get beaten up because I'm walking around Leeds Town Centre dressed as what essentially looks like a Nazi. Um, and like, C, <laughs> I didn't, it was like, Cox it was so, so hot. 
because uh, I'm wearing the full uniform mm. and the coat and the hat and the gloves and the boots, you know, and I'm boiling hot in this uniform. Uh, it was just so hot in the yeah. marquees. I just wanted to stand outside in like the nice area, just slightly outside them where there was this great cross breeze. And I was just there, like, I'm going to stay here. <laughs> um, I miss it being in November. <laughs> it meant I could have like winter appropriate costumes. Me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just, I didn't feel safe as a cosplayer. That was one of my big things. Even when on the other day when I wasn't wearing, uh, you know, a space Nazi costume, I was dressed as a character from Borderlands. I got harassed in the street walking from ve- walking from the venue, and I didn't feel safe. Really? And that, that really stressed me out, in that I had somebody shout at me from a car as I was literally walking from one marquee to another. And it just, that was it for me. I was like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to go out there again if people are just going to shout at me and, like, harass me for wearing my costume. So it was, that kind of ruined it for me. It kind of got rid of the community vibe that sort of was always had. In that you always feel yeah. nice yeah. and safe with your, with your yeah. friends and your family, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it was very strange, very strange last year. And I kind of felt like that was something I should have said to them think, when they asked for feedback, but uh, I didn't get around to it. It's a shame. But I think, I think to be honest, I don't necessarily know what they would have done about that because I think the the great thing about the the where football was before, which I always loved about it which is why I made the trek up. It's a good old trek from yeah, where I was yeah. to get up there, is the fact that everything was in the same place and where my hotel was, was just, was like literally yeah. a, a three yeah. minute walk, which is where most people stayed anyway. Yeah. Um, so you got that community because everyone was in the same place. And I think the problem is it, it became so big you know they see not not i don't want to say they see pound signs that's the wrong way to put it that's disrespectful but obviously you know you're yeah. it is partially it outgrew business. the venues didn't uh, it? yeah it, and and they, and they want to grow it and stuff but what i found is i'm similar i i suffer from anxiety i don't like being in crowds i i feel uncomfortable in in strange city centers mm. you know and stuff like that and um even though i was an exhibit in there so i kind of had an excuse to be to stay where i was um, and my hotel was right next to where I was exhibiting. I probably wouldn't have, if I'd been a, a punter visiting, I probably wouldn't have gone to other places. You know, mm. I was just once I was in there, I was like, right, I'm here, I'm happy, I'm here. Okay, yeah. I think I'm, I feel comfortable. You yeah. know, um, mm. and I don't think I would probably go back as a punter. I think I would yeah. probably only go as an exhibitor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, same like Holly said, it, it, it was a weird mishmash because you're in the town centre, so you've just got, you know, regular people <laughs> yeah. interact. And it just, yeah. it was, it, I, I felt, I did, I felt a bit uncomfortable walking. And I wasn't in costume or anything like that. But yeah, I felt uncomfortable, even when I was walking from my lanyard saying yeah. I was there for Fort Bubble, you know. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I mean, so now, Holly, I completely felt, agree with you. Okay, so I'm dressed as a... I'm, I was dressed as Claptrap from Borderlands, who is essentially a robot, right? A, a <laughs> rhombus-shaped Brilliant. robot, right? Uh, and yes, I've done a human version, but there's like, so I have clearly, I'm clearly completely ungendered, and this guy shouts me from the car about some kind of, oh, you know, dead people or whatever, you know, shit. And I'm there like, there are concerts here yeah. who are in their teens, dressed, in, dressed as characters who... They're not, they're not sexy, but you know, some girl was dressed as like Ladybird from, uh, Ladybug even from the Ladybug cartoon. So it's like a cat suit kind of thing, quite tight. Yeah. But you know, it, she looked great. Um, but she was like 14, and I was there going, that guy shouted at me from a car, and I am a 25 year old 
dressed as a robot, what's he going to say to that 14-year-old dressed in a cat suit? You know, I, it just makes yeah. mm-hmm. like, if I felt unsafe, how unsafe were those girls going to feel? It just, it, I feel like from the point yeah. of the venue, they kind of, considering, like, that they are trying to be a more cosplay-friendly event, and they have been trying to push that, and the cosplay organisers are really great on it, and they are really right. on the ball. But I feel like they should have maybe considered that there would be teenage girls dressed in scantily clad outfits at their event. And that's mm-hmm. something you should think about. You really need to think about it. If you're running a Comic-Con, it's kind of what happens. And like a lot of the cons in bigger yeah. venues are doing a lot to combat that. You know, their security are really on it. You know, we've seen people literally get arrested at cons for groping girls in costumes and stuff like that now. Like, it is taken seriously. Uh, and I just felt like it wasn't being at that event, which is a shame that they'd gone from being somewhere completely safe where I wouldn't have battered an eyelid about any of those girls being there. It had been completely safe and fine and all the staff yeah. had been looking out for them to being somewhere where somebody could have just grabbed them. And that worried me a lot, you know. So I think that was just one of those things that it, I don't want to tell those girls not to wear those costumes. I don't want to be that person. That's not fair on them. They're wearing characters they like. They shouldn't have to feel vulnerable at a Comic-Con yeah. where they're having fun, you know. So I think that's the other problem they had with the venue was just it felt very open and very vulnerable in many ways. So, mm-hmm. But I suppose I kind of think about things because I do yeah. work I mean, um, with that sort of stuff. I think about it a bit more. But Yeah. I mean, how does that compare to say, um, and I don't because, you know, I said I'm, I'm not, not cosplay and the cosplaying community is still a bit of an unknown thing for me to a certain extent but um I, obviously i've done a few sort of mcms and stuff yeah uh, how does that compare and in my mind it's the mcm seems and that's uh, this is why i'm kind of asking for your opinion it seems quite safe from that perspective in fact because there is so much cosplay that goes on it, it does seem yeah. quite enclosed at mcm um do you find it ha- that's handled it better than say thought bubble um i don't i've only literally only just gone back to MCM after a five-year break last year so I don't have that much to comment oh, okay. on um, so I don't know how it's like for me I haven't really seen what's changed unfortunately but um, Supercon and Film and Comic Con I know Supercon isn't really happening this year which is a shame but um, in the last few years they've done a massive step up on making sure there's signs and banners and in, like, the program and stuff, there's been the cosplay rules and the cosplay is not consent thing. And, like, if you're going to ask for photos and all this sort of stuff. And uh, I think MCM has started to do this as well now, having the big banners about, like, how to approach cosplayers and stuff like that, which is great. It's really good. Um, and the security, like I said, has been really stepped up. So they will take people, they know to take people seriously if they say this person's been following me or this person's touched me or anything like that. The security at most cons now is very, very tight on that stuff. Um, I think it was film and Comic Con like two years ago where a guy assaulted a girl in a costume and literally within about 10 minutes of this girl reporting it to security the police were there this guy was found and he was taken off site Um, so I don't know what happened after that but I knew it was taken seriously so I think a lot of cons now they've really stepped up on that because there's been a massive push online um, and a lot of people have complained about the lack of uh, safe space for cosplayers at conventions. And it's becoming so popular, you know, like things like with like Jess Kanegri and yeah. Yaya Han and stuff becoming so like super famous online. 
Christmas course, you're going to see lots and lots of younger people getting involved. And when you have teenagers, you need to make sure they're safe and you need to make sure that they don't, they aren't going to be taken advantage of or anything like that. You know, you can't always protect them, but you should, the conventions are now taking a lot more steps to do that, like putting photography guidelines and stuff on websites and things. So people know that they are in a public space and people can take their picture without asking. But as a photographer at the event, you should be doing this and you should have forms for anyone under the age of 18, all that kind of stuff, you know. So I think that's good. I actually recently, because I'm doing a piece for Down the Tubes on like this sort of thing, actually, and I went and looked up the laws. Yes, because you're doing a column now for Down the Tubes, aren't you? Yes, I am, yeah. So I do their cosplay column. Uh, it's meant to be every two weeks, but between me and John being very busy, uh, it's kind of random now. But anyway, um, um, yeah. So the one I'm writing, the one that will be the next one to go out, which just went into edit. Um, I did a massive, massive piece on the laws to do with photography and shooting underage people under the age of eighteen, and it's so. Okay. Like, it's so broad. Everything, because, like, people want to be able to catch out paedophilia and all this sort of stuff and to make sure minors aren't being taken advantage of, the laws cover everything. And so if you, as somebody, take a picture of someone in a costume and that costume could be deemed by the law to be sexually provocative in any way, so that could be whether they're posing in a sexually provocative way, whether they've got skin exposed, all that sort of stuff, and they're under the age of 18, you could go to prison. Like, that's how serious it is. And people don't realize that at conventions. And it's like, the cosplayer needs to tell you how old they are, and then you need to deal with that in the way. Or you need to ask. You need to be like, how old are you? If that person looks under the age of 18, even if you don't necessarily think it, just double check. Be like, how old are you? And if they go, oh, I'm 18, 19, whatever you go, that's fine. If they go, I'm 17, you have to be like, okay, can you make sure you don't pose in a provocative manner? All this sort of stuff. Because not only could the photographer be done, but the cosplayer can be done as well for entrapment, which is ridiculous. Oh, really? Like, yeah, that's how broad it is. If, a, if if somebody knowingly lies about their age or doesn't tell you, they can be done as well. You can get a criminal record just supposing for wow. a cosplay photo. Wow. Like, it's that serious. And people don't realize it. They just don't think about it. And I didn't realize it until I went and, like, I read, like, this whole thing. It was really scary because, obviously, that means the reason that stuff's in there is because it's happened. Um, people have been yeah. taken advantage of. And so, yeah, I, I was just like, I have to tell people. People have to know what's happening at, you know, that if they take a picture at a convention, they could get in trouble for it. You know, that could be it. That could be that their computer taken away from them. That's their, them put on a sex criminal's record. You know, all that sort of stuff. It's madness. But there's the law. So, yeah. Oh, that was a bit dark. Sorry, guys. That's, Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. That it wasn't. It wasn't dark. It was. It was really interesting. And actually, yeah. it's the sort of thing that um, it's very useful. Places, to podcasters, yeah. and podcasts, especially comic podcasts and stuff like that, should be talking about stuff because I had no idea any of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't. Like I said, was I was out I there, had... and I think actually it's important that people know. Yeah, I had an inkling of this of this stuff. I was like, I'm, I know something about this, like because of being friends with photographers. Um, and all that sort of thing. Uh, so it was like, I knew that there was stuff because most of them are pretty, most of the ones who are working in either a professional or a semi-professional capacity are pretty clued up on the law. They have to be because they have to know when to turn down shoots. 
and things like that. They have to be like, I can't work with you because you're mm-hmm. under the age, all this sort of stuff. And then they have to be able to back that up because a lot of cosplayers will be like, because they're a teenager and they don't understand and their brains aren't working properly because hormones. Um, so <laughs> I remember being a teenager. I was an idiot. Um, like, okay, so my first, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I need to explain this. So my first convention, I was 14 and I went dressed as Riku from Final Fantasy X-2, literally a mini skirt and a bikini top. Mm-hmm. I had no fucking clue. Right. And my mother was furious because she was like, you went somewhere with all these strange men dressed like that. <laughs> and I just thought, I'm dressed as my favorite character from Final Fantasy. You know, that, you know that's how people think. They don't think like, oh my God, am I, do I look like somebody, somebody could like push into a car or something like that, which is awful. You don't want to be like, you can't wear what you want. Yeah. Totally people should. But at the same time, like then you need to put more thought processes involved because of things like if people are going to be taking your photograph, will that person get in trouble for taking your photograph? Will you get in trouble for letting them take your photograph? Yeah. Like it's not, it's not being like victim blamey. It's being like the law is there to protect you or protect somebody else. Maybe look into it. You know. You know, I still I still stand by the fact I had a great time. I looked great as Riku, even though I was 14. I was like, yeah, this is fun. You know, I had a brilliant time. <laughs> really, like, got hooked on cosplaying after that. So I'm not going to say I, I regret that choice. I don't. But I do think that we need to... I think as, like, the cosplay community and the comics community as a whole just kind of needs to think about these things a little bit more. Uh, just so people don't get in trouble. You know, mm. you don't want people to get in trouble. You don't want girls to have dressed as their favourite character. Or boys or anybody, or any gender, or whatever, someone who's dressed as their favourite character from a con, have been grabbed or assaulted or anything like that. You don't want that to happen. So as a community, we need to be like, think about it and just kind of put more of those things in place to be like, okay, if you see someone, you step in. You don't just go, oh, they'll be all right. You go, no, no, I'll just I'll just stop. See, you know, step in here and make sure they're okay. All that sort of stuff. It's just community stuff, isn't it? But yeah, clue up on the laws. That's always helpful. But... <laughs> Yeah, could almost, yeah. You could almost do with having a, you know, all all the comic sites and stuff. I was included. Almost having on the site just the link, just to sort of say, you know, mm-hmm. cosplaying rules or whatever. You know, yeah. Are you aware of these sorts of things? That sort of stuff. Because exactly, I, because you don't want to. Take I've been going to conventions for years and years. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't want to be taking away. No, you go, Holly. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I don't want to tell anybody they can't wear what they want to wear. They can't be the character they want to be because that's not fair. Like, they should totally be allowed to do that. I think what we need, like you said, is for comic websites, for convention websites and all this sort of stuff to just have a set of rules up to do with things like photography and letting people know what the laws are so that when people wear the character they want to be, they know that when that person's taking their photo, they should just be like, okay, I just want to let you know that I'm 16. And, you know, I'm telling you that I'm 16, so you know. If you have a form for me to sign, that's fine, I can do that. Um, or if you just send it to me, I can get my parents to sign it. All of that, because that, that's it. That's all you need to do. Like, if the parents legally say that this person can take a picture, that's fine. You know, um, or at least I think it is. People, you know, uh, this is the thing, I've read it, but whether I'm right or not is, but it's just that sort of thing. It's like, just tell people, talk about it, be open about it. Don't go, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble because I'm 16. Mm. Don't panic. Just go, I'm 16. And that photographer will go, oh, cool. Let's just pose this in a kind of fun way because then it doesn't matter what you're wearing. You know, 
that's all that needs yeah. to be. Like, you know, if you want to dress as Power Girl, just do a powerful pose rather than a sexy look at my boobs pose, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of common sense, isn't it? Uh, some people are going to get cross at me about this. Yeah, They're going to be like, I can do whatever I want. And I'll be like, you can. That's fine. I'm not telling you. <laughs> do whatever you want. But, like, you can. No, you can do whatever you want, but uh, you could also then get arrested. <laughs> so, you know, just Or just your mate, if you took the picture, yeah. could get arrested. You know, you don't know. And, and the thing is, it's such yeah. it's such a slim chance that anything like that could happen that I think a lot of people will be like, oh, no, it won't happen to me. But as a community, we should be aware that there will be people who are using that loophole or using that idea that, oh, it won't happen to me, to get away with it. You know, there's going to be a tiny minority mm-hmm. of people yeah. who, are, who are going to be trying to groom young people and all that sort of stuff. And that's gross and horrible and we don't want them there. But we should be careful because one one person doing that in like a thousand people is enough for somebody to get hurt. So, you know. Keep your eyes out, and if you see someone who looks under eighteen, just kind of maybe, and they're being harassed or something, just be like, "Hey, you're right. You want to come with us?" Just that kind of thing, you know. Cosplayers stick together. Fine, let like girl code. Don't leave a girl behind. But for cosplayers, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The cosplay code. Um, I've just yeah. realised how close we are to coming up on the hour, um, yeah, and I we haven't really talked cosplay. that much about the cosplay journal, which is uh Oh, yeah. Ooh, pardon me, so, sorry, I had a little burp there. <clears throat> um, yeah. The so what can people expect from uh, the Cosplay Journal? Uh, okay, so basically what it is, is uh, the sort of tagline we have on it is uh, diversity and craft in cosplay. So basically we were like, all the cosplayers who kind of seem to get noticed are white people a lot of the time. That's a shame. Um, mm-hmm. Considering that the cosplay community is so diverse and so full of and it wasn't even that. It was like white, skinny, or toned people, you know, men and women. There's kind of the supermodel yeah. kind of look. For, and you're like, cosplay isn't about that. Cosplay is about making all this awesome stuff. So why is it that a lot of the time we lose that in this uh, weird popularity contest that is the internet? No. Um, because the, the cosplay scene in the UK scene particularly is hugely diverse. Like, there's a massive amount of different people who are involved in the UK scene. And I felt like it annoyed me that friends of mine who, or, you know, just cosplayers I knew and admired, were getting less and less traction and less and less interest in their work because they weren't the classic mould, and I hate that, you know, the sort of society's beauty standards and all that sort of stuff so they weren't fitting into that and so they weren't mm-hmm. and it was like this is endlessly frustrating and then I kind of was like well also these people are really talented and a lot of the time talented cosplayers um, you know because they don't do something huge and flashy like a massive suit of armor with lights in it and like you know the most amazing photo shoots and all that sort of stuff they fly under the radar because again it's like what can get you the likes on Instagram? Well, a massive suit of armor that's got lights in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll do that. Um, and I'm not to say that that's bad because I think that's incredible. Like the people who can make that stuff, like good on them. But I also think that the amount of talent it takes to make a pleated skirt where your pattern matches all the way around the skirt and there's nothing gone wrong. That's, that's insane. If you can do that, like hats off to you, but people don't see that. Like people don't realize that that's as much a skill as making mm-hmm. armor. 
uh, and they don't realize that doing leather work is just as much a skill as, as doing electronics. Um, so I was like, you know what? I really want to promote not only the diversity, but the artistry and the craft and the ability of cosplayers. And I want to be able to go, look at these people. They look like you. They're like you. That means you can do this. You know, just because you don't look like, let's just use it, Jessica Nigri, for instance, as an example, because she is kind of the most obvious example. No, no offense, Jessica, she's doing a great job. Well done on her. But, uh, you know, just because you don't look like that, you don't have massive boobs and you don't have like, you're not size zero or whatever. You can still do this. You know, you're, okay, you're disabled. You can still do this. You know, you're plus size. You can still do this. There's nothing holding you back from it. And so what I wanted to do was show all these incredibly talented and skilled people who have spent years and years and years practicing and learning and honing what they can do. Um, and they all just are people. You know, they're different shapes and sizes and colors and backgrounds and all this sort of stuff. Um, because I feel like a lot of the time people look at cosplay and go, oh, well, I'm not pretty enough. Or, oh, I have to lose weight to do that costume. Or oh, I can't do that, I, you know, I, I don't have the money to do it, and all that sort of stuff. It's like, no, 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 you can get involved, it doesn't matter, you know. And that was my biggest thing, was to show that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter your background, you can do this, you know. So um, Amelia, who, uh, she's one of the main interviews that we have an issue on, she's, uh, okay, and I'm going to get this wrong, I think her mum's Nigerian. Anyway, so single parent, Nigerian family, South London, and now Amelia's working on Doctor Who as a costume maker. Like, it, nothing held her back. She was like, "This, yes, I have nice. things. Here. I have, you know, I'm not a rich white kid, but at the same time I have a dream and a passion and I want to do this. And she got herself there. And I'm like, I, and that is so, I feel like that's really inspirational for people to see someone who has, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily come from a privileged background achieving something like that. I'm like, that's amazing. I think that's great, you know. Um, and me that was a big thing the other thing that I really wanted to do was start kind of exploring um, the idea that the UK community has a lot more to offer than people think like I know that in Europe we have a bit of a reputation for being kind of bitchy and gossipy because uh, we kind of are but <laughs> there's so much more to the UK scene than that and as a community we need that we should like pull together and kind of Stop being bitchy and gossipy a little bit. You know, I'm not a bit of gossip is great for everybody, not a problem. But you don't need to like come back from a convention and be like, Oh my god, don't say did this on Facebook. Like just don't as my mother would say, don't hang your dirty laundry out. Like, deal with it privately. Stop making <laughs> and stop spreading rumours about each other. Jesus Christ, like the amount of times I know like I know shit about cosplayers I've never even met because somebody told me and I'm like, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if they got that like if they were there at that event I don't know whether this is like fifth hand gossip or something like what <laughs> like people have told me stuff about people I don't know and I'm there like uh, what why have you told me this you know it's kind of fun <laughs> sometimes to have a bit of a gossip you know I understand that it's fine I'm not going to say don't gossip but at the same time I'm like why I've never met this person what <laughs> okay fine <laughs> Anyway, so that was kind of one of the other things I wanted to do was like to have a much more community orientated thing so that people didn't feel ostracized or isolated by anything and to show that we have so much more to give than 
maybe is perceived. Um, but yeah, it was that was kind of what I wanted to do. And then we did a lot of photo shoots, like a lot. Uh, so Meg, who's the photographer, did the most amazing work, and they're great. We like Meg a lot. Meg's great. Um, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> like um, so, and like the work that Meg's done and put the effort into every single shoot is incredible. So, um, because I didn't want to just have photos sent to us from people, I didn't want people to just provide us with photos. I wanted it to be our thing and to have our own aesthetic and our own ideas, and it to be, you know, it's a fashion magazine for cosplayers is the essential kind of what it looks like is that I wanted it to look like Vogue like or you know or any of the kind of bigger and now my brain's gone blank like Vanity Fair you know one of the bigger fashion magazines where they have their own photographers and their own in-house kind of stylists yeah. and all that sort of stuff rather than being like oh yeah it's kind of a mishmash because lots of photographers gave us loads of stuff um so that that made a big difference and it really helped working as a team because it meant that the two of us could come up with these ideas and set up these shoots and stuff. So we put someone in a lake in the middle of November um, because we were like, that'll look great. Go stand in the lake. <laughs> uh, um, and we got the crack of dawn for another shoot to do like a dust, like a dawn shoot with the light and everything. And then it chucked down with rain the moment we got to the location. That was pretty awful, but we managed to get some pictures. Um, <laughs> trying to think what else like entertainingly dramatic happened while we were shooting uh, we really scared several dogs on one shoot because we had ghost oh no we had a guy so basically this guy Elijah who was in oh. um, was in his ghost rider costume and the whole head glows because it's full of LEDs like massively it's crazy um, so massive Ooh. crazy on fire man basically pitch black at that uh, back alley behind my house <laughs> and somebody's walking and people are walking their dogs because it's not that late um, and just having dogs <laughs> lose their shit at Ghost Rider basically <laughs> where is it and, like, had, like, had, and then we had like a drunk guy come up and like want to touch it and things and we're like no don't touch it it'll break like, <laughs> it, was a whole, it was a whole thing but like I was pretty sure because I live in a small town as well I was pretty sure it was going to be like front page news like weird glowing skeleton seen on street like, <laughs> have you seen it yeah um, uh, and we had quite we had a really good one where I think actually the best shoot was when we did Spirit of the Way and we shot so Stitchy uh, McBitchy which is the greatest username ever um, <clears throat> yeah, does, uh, so Yubaba and Zaniba so, well she does that costume but she has kind of the accessories to do both of them from Spirit of the Way for the witches uh, and we did this shoot of her, and mm. I was just there going, I'm in my childhood. This is the most amazing thing that has ever happened, because what is happening right now is I have been taken into Studio Ghibli, because her costume is that good. And so we were shooting with people, who, and what I love about Kerry is uh, in her 50s as well. So it was really lovely to be shooting with somebody who was an older person, who still loved cosplay, and could totally see that us in our 20s were like losing our minds over this because they were like spirit it away <laughs> you know um, and it was great so, <laughs> that's the other thing we really wanted to do was say that cosplay isn't just for young people like yeah there's a lot of teenagers doing it and there's a lot of people in their 20s but 
that does not mean you have to be. You know, plenty of people in their 40s upwards are cosplaying. I mean, there's a support group on Facebook for cosplayers over 30. I think that's really sad. Like, you shouldn't, you should just be happy doing it. Like, don't listen to the trolls. They're wrong. Let, let people do what they want and be happy. <laughs> I think that's kind of what we were really trying to promote is being like, if you want to do this, you do it and be happy doing it because there's no point in like letting people tell you you're doing it badly or you're doing it wrong because there's no way to do it wrong. Personally, I, okay, so for me, I love making costumes to like, I love the process of making things and learning and improving my skills. And that's what I love doing. But for some people, they might just want to buy a costume, throw it on and go to the con. That's perfectly valid. You know, yes, the magazine predominantly focuses on the making aspects of it because I do think it's important to promote skills and to encourage people to learn skills. I think that's a good thing. And a lot of things like sewing uh, as a skill is dying out. And so I definitely want to promote that and be like, you can do this. Don't feel like you can't. You can get a needle and thread and start trying. And, you know, a basic sewing machine is like 30 quid. So you you can get involved. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, I'm not going to be like, you you bought a costume, so you're not doing cosplay. No, of course not. That's stupid. They're still cosplayers. They're just, you know. And some people will buy cosplay because they love the play element of it. They like performing. They like being the characters. Totally valid. That's a totally valid way of cosplaying. And there's no wrong way of doing it unless you're being a dick. If you're being a dick, you're doing it wrong. That's my only thing. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let everyone do what they want. You know. I think that's a perfect place. Yeah. I was just going to say that's a really good place to end the uh, a very good sentiment to end an interview on <laughs> yeah. just just don't be a dick and let people do what they want yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's been lovely speaking to you Holly uh, where can people find the cosplay journal uh, when it comes out okay so the cosplay journal will be on our, available on our website which is www.thecosplayjournal.co.uk I think yes yeah um <laughs> I will double check that for you, but I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, it'll come up if you Google it. Um, and it'll be available on there, which will link you through to Amazon, but you'll be able to get a physical print copy and the PDF. So it doesn't matter what, how you want to do it. You can have both. You can have either. That's fine. Um, and, but that will all be on our Twitter and stuff, which is at Cosplay Journal. So all the information's on there. Um, yeah. And at the moment we're posting a lot of sort of behind the scenes stuff from photo shoots and a few kind of teasers of the finished stuff but we're still trying to kind of keep it under wraps so people get excited about it um but we'll also be at conventions pretty much if like uh i the coffee journal twitter again will tell you what conventions we're going to be at and you can buy it from us there and if you buy it from us at con you get exciting freebies which is awesome which you don't get if you buy it online so just saying uh <laughs> If you see it's a con and you want it, then like a sticker and badges and oh, during Pride, so when during Pride, so that'll be July to September. If you see it as a con, we will have exclusive Pride orientated prints of cosplayers, LGBT cosplayers cosplaying as LGBT characters. Uh, so you can get those as well when you get. Excellent. Yeah, because that's also important. Brilliant. Cool. It is also important. Is. <laughs> I feel bad now that this is the part where I'm going to cut the call. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us, Hollow. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, and have a lovely rest of your Saturday. Yeah. 
I will. I'm going to go back to stabbing myself. With <laughs> them. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> bye. Bye. Thanks, Holly. Bye. Yeah.